Hey, really quick before we get into this episode, if you're hearing this intro, it means that my new podcast with my friend Veronica called Socially Unfiltered has officially launched and we would love for you to join us over there. I wanted to make sure I put this intro before all of the previous episodes of the Social Media Survival Guide podcast because just so much has changed since these episodes were published, but the content in these episodes still holds a very special place in my heart. So you may hear some links or some Instagram handles that I'm no longer using being mentioned in these episodes. So I just wanted to give you one place where you knew you could find everything. If you want to keep up with me, Lex, on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at justlexpage, J-U-S-T-L-E-X-P-A-I-G-E. And that's where you can find all of my social media content. It's where you can find all of the different ways we can work together and all of the resources I have to help you survive social media. And like I said, some links may be outdated. So if you're interested in any of my guides, any of my templates, or any of my resources for helping you survive social media, you can find everything at stan.store slash page, and I'll link everything in this description. But come join us over on the new podcast. Again, it's called Socially Unfiltered. You can find us on Instagram at sociallyunfilteredpod. You can find the podcast where wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, I'll link everything in this episode description. Whether this is your first time listening to the Social Media Survival Guide or your millionth re-listen, thank you for being here. But I'm so excited to start this new journey with you. So please come hang out with us over on Socially Unfiltered. We would love to have you. But for now, I'll let you get into the episode that you were trying to listen to. And hopefully I'll see you over there. Enjoy. Welcome to the Social Media Survival Guide, a paid media co-podcast all about surviving social media. We'll go on deep dives into what goes on behind the scenes in this industry, interviews with some of the most badass business owners sharing their own experiences, and we'll learn all about the tools and resources you need to survive social media. I'm your host, Lex, and I'm just surviving social media one day at a time. Let's get into it. Hey, and welcome back to the Social Media Survival Guide. I am so freaking excited to introduce today's guest. Her name is Cora. She is a social media strategist, and I had the absolute best time having this conversation with her. Her main objective of her business is to help other business owners with organic TikTok and Instagram growth. She has really kind of become this like TikTok queen in my eyes. I crossed paths with her um, what feels like forever ago. She was one of the first people I remember ever seeing on TikTok, and I knew from the moment that I saw her content that I wanted to... <laughs> learn more about her. I wanted to get to know her a little bit more, learn about her story. And I am so glad that I got the chance to do that because she's incredibly inspirational. She has a ton of incredible insight and knowledge to share with others. And she's kind of stepped into this educational role of teaching others how to, again, organically use Instagram and TikTok. And she's so so, so, so good at it. So in this episode, we're really just talking about the number one question that she gets asked a lot or just a lot of frequently asked questions that she gets. I will link everything of where to find her in the show notes, but her Instagram and TikTok are both at with Cora Marie. She also has a TikTok course that will be coming out a little bit later this year. And yeah, Cora, thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on the Social Media Survival Guide. Make sure you check her out and stay connected with her. And make sure you follow at the Social Media Survival Guide on Instagram and TikTok to stay up to date. And if you are interested in being a guest on here, DM me on Instagram. You can find my personal account at Page Media Co. And yeah, enjoy. Hi, we are here with Cora, who is a social media strategist, and she helps business owners with organic TikTok and Instagram growth. And I am pumped to talk to you. We just talked for 30 minutes. So yes. we're warmed up and ready to go. So first things first, I want you to tell everybody who you are and what you do and just a little bit more about you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that introduction. I love it. So my name is Cora. I am a social media strategist. My platform of choice is TikTok all the way. I've been doing this for about two years. And like you said, I help business owners grow on TikTok and Instagram organically to help them grow their business. I absolutely love that. And you do a fantastic job of it, which kind of, you're welcome, which kind of leads (laughs) me to the first thing. So I always like to just ask how we crossed paths and how we got to where we are right now. So I know for me, I joined TikTok as a business owner a little bit later than I feel like a lot of people did. And when I did, you were one of the very first people. Like I literally, when you just a minute ago showed me where you film your TikToks, I felt like I was seeing a movie scene. (laughs) So the great world of TikTok brought us together. Yeah, You've already explained a little bit about who you are and what you do. But before we get into like a lot of the fun stuff, I would 
love for you to just tell me a little bit more, go a little bit more in detail about what you do, what your current business is and what you currently offer and where you kind of see yourself going. Yeah. So right now, what I currently offer is I'm doing Instagram management for clients, right? So helping them grow specifically on that platform organically product and service. Like I said, just helping them grow their accounts. I am preparing to launch my first ever course, which is so exciting. Um, all about TikTok growth. So it's going to be for business owners or creators who want to learn how to grow on the platform, whether that's growing a personal brand or building their business to attract more clients, customers, and sales. And I'm so excited to do that because I have, like you mentioned, built my business with TikTok. And so it's just like, it's a cool feeling now to be able to feel confident enough to give back to my community and teach them a skill that I've harnessed. And now I want them to leverage to improve their life as well, because uh, TikTok is truly a life-changing platform. And I think it should be knowledge that's accessible to everyone. I love that you are taking this skill that you have developed and willing to share it with others. I think that's Awesome. So thank you for that yeah, <laughs> from of all of us. <laughs> TikTok is a little bit of a different beast. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone has figured out Instagram a little bit, right? Reels came and then that was like just a new little thing to learn. Instagram is always adding new things, right? We've got like subscriptions coming up. We have the metaverse. We have no idea where that's going to go in like six months. I'm just patiently waiting to see. TikTok, on the other hand, though, is a lot of content creation. And that's a skill that I think a lot of people underestimate. It takes a lot to learn how to create good, engaging content. And when you learn how to do that, it's also like applicable to other areas in your life. If you can walk in a room, let's say you're at a networking event. If you can walk in a room and hook people's attention in the first three seconds, think about, you know, why you're there for that networking event. You're going to leave an impact on people. They're going to remember you. They're going to want to book you. You're going to get clients from it. It's just the skills from content creation transfer so perfectly into real life situations. So it's almost like, why would you not want to learn to become a creator or blow up your business with TikTok? in these times because it's just going to help you in all aspects of your life. It's so funny that you say that because I was just thinking about this earlier today, three times in the last week, two of them were my, one was a current client, one was a past client, and one was somebody who also does social media management, who I don't really know her, but she had reached out to me asking for a quite like a help with a question. And I guess she doesn't offer actual content creation. Like she requires her mm -hmm. clients to bring her the finished content and three different times with again, current past and not even remotely close to a client. They have all said you deserve. And I swear, I'm not even saying this like about me. You just like in general, like they were like, you deserve so much more credit than so many people see it. It's just like, Oh, it's like a silly TikTok, And I'm like, eh, but it's not like, it's so, yeah. so, so much more than that. And like, just to even hear somebody like acknowledge this is more work than I would even be able to do without you. Like not that I want people to have to rely on me for anything, but like, it's really nice right. to like hear that once in a while. Like, yeah, it's a lot and it's yeah. hard. And like, but I'm also a firm believer that once you get into a rhythm and into a pattern that works for you, it, mm -hmm. it's not as hard. And my motto is keep it simple, like simple as possible. And I feel like you're very much <laughs> like yeah. that too. Let's keep it simple, engaging, do what works, don't do what doesn't. So I'm excited Absolutely. to see what your course has in store because you're tips now are enough. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. I am pumped to see all of that. Do you have an idea of when that will be coming out or is it still very much? It will definitely be coming out in 2022, closer to like Q2. Gotcha. I'm thinking quarter Love two. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's the not... general plan. <laughs> I don't want to like hardcore commit, you know, I don't want to like let anyone down. I do really actually want this to be super helpful for people yeah. because if you follow, like for those that are listening, if you follow, you know, creators like us in the space, we oftentimes say, Hey, you know, the algorithm, the organic reach, it's like, great. It's so hype. We all love it, but it's going to go away. Like mm -hmm. TikTok right now. I actually remember, and I was explaining this to someone I went to high school with, I helped him with some TikTok coaching and he's so cool. He's like really working on himself, his personal development and shout out to him. His name's Nico. He's awesome. But I was explaining to me like, and we went to middle school together and we were in a lot of the same classes. 
And I was like, Nico, do you remember when we were standing in the eighth grade hallway and everyone was like making their Instagrams and Instagram was like, no, cause it was like 2013 Instagram came out in 2010. I was like that right there, we could have blown up on Instagram right there. Cause the algorithm was really high. And I also remember like, that's when I got into kind of a little bit of content creation. Like I had a mm. Canon camera. I didn't have an iPhone or anything yet. Like, I don't think the technology was like that advanced, but I would take my like Canon camera outside and like take photos for Instagram. And I just remember my page would be growing, but I was too young then to comprehend what impact this had could have on my life. So when I saw TikTok come back around, and this is what I was explaining to Nico, I was like, we are living in the 2010 to 2015 Instagram era. Like now is the chance to take advantage of this platform, learn a skill that will serve you for the rest of your life and just like change your life. It's so possible. Anyone can do it. It really is. And I just saw somebody earlier, of course, it was one of the seven second with a ton of text on the screen trends, but I'm like sitting there Mm -hmm. reading it while it plays 30 times in the background. But she was like, some of you guys are sitting here like upset that you missed the opportunity when YouTube first became a thing, but you're also just sitting here and letting the same thing happen with TikTok. And it's like, I think about it all the time. Like I used to love creating YouTube videos about the dumbest shit. Like me and my friends would Mm -hmm. make up skits. And I'm like, if I had known then, it, you said it was all so new that I didn't understand that there was anything to come of this. Like to me, and we were younger. Very, yes. Like it was very much just, this is something that people do for fun. This is entertainment. Cause at the time there were creators that I loved. Like I love Jenna Marbles. Like I've always me too. I like Jenna Marbles. <laughs> I would be watching her being like, this is so cool. I wish I could do something like this. And to me, Mm -hmm. it was just, she's famous on YouTube. Like that's just how it works. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize not that being famous is the goal, but just in general, I didn't really comprehend that it was an open world for anybody. And that's what's crazy to me with TikTok now is so many, I even slept on TikTok for like a year or two Mm -hmm. long. Looking back, I'm like the dumbest thing that I ever did was not start creating at that time. Like Mm -hmm. I wish more than anything I started creating when I got on that app a year and a half later when it's way more competitive now. Yeah. But I've, I've been watching your profile. Like you pop up (laughs) on my for you page all the time and you've grown significantly in the past six months. So it still goes to show like TikTok is where it's at. Yes, it really is. My clients are so sick of hearing it. Yeah. But you know, for everyone that wants to grow on Instagram or wants to grow on YouTube, anytime I have a discovery call with a new client, I ask them, what are you doing with TikTok? Because if you can really build a community on TikTok, they're going to follow you anywhere you go. And that's, that's for every social media platform. You know, if you can focus on one platform and really scale that and build that strong community, those are your fans. Those are your people. Like they're going to follow you wherever you go because they love you. So right now, because TikTok, you know, the best algorithm, the best organic reach, obviously it's super fun. Everyone is super inviting and welcoming. Like I just recommend TikTok for everyone. I know like my clients are so incredibly sick of hearing me say it. And yeah. for a lot of my clients, cause this was my thing with TikTok and with video was I did not feel comfortable offering the service without doing it myself. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't about to be like, there's a huge opportunity for you to grow on TikTok without having already put my own business on there. Like I just wouldn't have felt right. And it's like you said, I, by no means, like I have less than 6,000 followers on TikTok, but the really, really cool thing is that like, 90% of the people who comment or like my videos, like I, I know at least a little bit about them. Like they're my yeah. community. It's really cool. I just started the journey of growing. I am actually trying to grow my personal account, the account that I've had since high school and well, like middle school, right? That whole story I just told you. (laughs) Thought, Yeah. Eighth grade. My thought process behind that was, and this is just like my life motto. I am like so committed to bringing people like on this journey of me learning and then serving. And I've noticed recently a huge shift in things happening on Instagram. Like I can tell some people are like, we do not want this and they immediately unfollow. But it's really cool because like some people that I went to high school with and some people from my hometown, like they're actually interested in like what I'm talking about. 
And I'm really excited to connect with those people on a deeper level and like help them more. Like it is truly my goal just to help people no matter where you come from. Like I want to help you in some way, shape or form, make your life better because I just think TikTok TikTok is like super powerful. And I wasn't even, I actually grew my ex-boss's TikTok before I decided to grow my own. So what had happened is I'll just tell you the whole story about how I, know, I got know. Tell me it. everything. Oh yeah. So tell this. Yes. Tell me everything. I need yes. the where and when and how. So how I even got into social media management, I've been working in social media management for two years. I've had my own business for like 10 months of that two years. So that first like year and a half, I actually had lost my job. I I got my apartment when I was 18. I got all set up. You know, I had a job. I was doing pretty good for myself. I was making just enough to like save, you know, a couple hundred bucks each month. I lost my job three months after signing my lease and I was like scared shitless. Mm -hmm. So I started reaching out to, you know, old bosses. I was just applying left and right for jobs. You know, I needed money to pay my bills. Well, one boss that I had worked for in high school, I used to refurbish furniture for her to like hard, like manual labor. That's a skill though, that I'm, it's like, I'm really thankful for. Cause now I can take any piece of furniture from like I off the side to of the road. Too. So I cool. have so many pictures of, I literally just before we moved into this house, finally got rid of not like finally, but like it just, it was time for like that dresser to go. But I remember like, yeah. I have like videos of me, like redoing it like four years ago. I love that. Oh my that. gosh. It's so cool. Yeah so cool. (laughs) That's I know that's like crazy that we have that in common. So that's what I was doing for her in high school. But then I, you know, went to college and then whatever, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Okay. So we're, we're back to the story. So she actually was like, I'm looking for an assistant right now to help me with some admin tasks and help me create like literal videos and graphics for social media. And we really both didn't know at the time that that the, the term for that job role was social media manager. But that's like literally what it evolved into. And so once TikTok came around, I was like, hey, let's get you on TikTok. She was a real estate agent. So I was like, this could be so great for you. Like we can't, let's just see what happens. So I got her on TikTok. I absolutely blew up her account. She grew to 13,000 followers in literally one week. She had a video hit a million views, a video hit over 500,000 views. And I just remember looking back on that experience and thinking, I did all the research. I literally scripted out all her content. I researched all the trends. I researched all the hashtags. I did that. I was like, if I can do that for someone else, it's time to step into my power. I'm doing that for myself. I've always wanted to be my own boss. Like, this is it. We're just, we're going on TikTok and like, end of story. (laughs) And here we are today. I've listened to a lot of stories, especially lately of how people got started in this. And a lot of people are just like, yeah, I was like kind of not right place at the right time, but like it did just kind of presented itself. Yeah. Kind of stumbled upon it. Yeah. Like, and it's Mm -hmm. crazy to think like that. So did you go to, what did you go to college for? If you don't mind me asking like anything related. So I don't know if I'm technically a college dropout. I completed my associates, but after I completed my associates, I had already grown my TikTok and started my business. So at that point I was just like, how about, you know, you know, so I also was going to, so I'm very fortunate. My parents paid for those two, two ish years. And, but I was going to have to pay like the rest. And I was just thinking, you know, I don't really have the funds for that right now. Like, you know, so anyways, I actually though, my first year at college, I went to a four-year school Mm -hmm. for my first year. I went for a bachelor in fine arts in choreography, dance and choreography. I love to dance. Like it's just what I've done all my life. (laughs) Yeah. I really, I don't think I've ever said this like publicly, but I would love like love to do Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders like I just think that that would be so fun but yeah I will fully support you with that I feel like I need to preface that college question with I am not somebody who thinks you have to go to college for something like this let alone at all like at all I dropped out of college three times before I got an associate's degree and it's because Mm -hmm. the only reason I went back was so that I didn't have to pay my student loans back yet Mm -hmm. and granted my degree is in business so it's not completely irrelevant but when it comes Mm -hmm. to this stuff 
I learned everything hands-on. Like nothing I learned for this was in a textbook in a classroom. So the Mm -hmm. only reason I asked that is because it's always funny to me to see what people thought they wanted to do based on like where they ended up. Yeah. Babies don't know how to pick their college degree. Like that's such a to me. Babies, like we're 16, 17, 18. We don't know. Yeah, I totally agree. And I just feel like, okay, excuse my language. (laughs) I feel like it's kind of ass backwards. Like I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a logical thought process to go put yourself into a shit ton of debt, have no guaranteed job line up and then like just swing it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wing a lot of things. Like I've won a lot of things like get here today, but none of that required me to spend a shit ton of money for like no guaranteed outcome, I guess, if that makes sense. And I just said this too. So my best friend from college, long story, she just got certified with Notion. If you know what Notion is, it's so freaking cool. And now she's like a certified Notion template design person. And she like organizes people's lives. It's literally insane. But I just, cause she went to college for Spanish. Like, so she has a four year Mm. degree speaking Spanish and it's like she now is going to nursing school so it's like it Mm -hmm. does kind of fit in there but it's so funny because now she's spending all this time learning notion and learning these codes and stuff and I'm like isn't it so crazy that when we were in college if we had known that there were options other than what those degrees were Mm -hmm. I hated college at the time and now I love learning but it's because I've learned that there's other ways to do that. Like it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be a college degree. So I'm right there with you. I feel like it's so backwards. Like it's so, so wrong. I hate it. Yeah. I mean, and my major, so after I left, I left Mm -hmm. that four-year school, I actually went back to community college just to like save my family some money. Cause I knew at the end of my first year, this is not really what I want to do. Like I love dance, Mm -hmm. but I love it more as a hobby than I do as a profession. So I took a step back, went back to community college. I ended up finishing my associates in communication. But exactly like you said, all of the things that I've learned, like business skills, social media skills, networking skills, that's just all been from like me going and finding opportunities to go learn those things. Because the life that I crave, which is like a freedom-based life, requires you to learn all of that. So I just am like paving my own way, I guess. Even now, like... I, so I think I'm a little bit older than you. I went to college in 2010, which makes me Mm -hmm. feel like a dinosaur. But even then, a digital marketing major then still was just teaching Google and how to build a website. Like even now, there's so many more, like I'm 99% sure there's colleges that have social media marketing like as the major. But even then, like I'm very confident that what they're teaching in those classrooms isn't anything compared to what we actually do every day. So yeah. me, I just have never been one who's like, you need an education, you need a college degree, I should say. I do believe that mm-hmm. you need to be educating yourself about these things, but I am a firm believer that as long as you trust the person that you're learning from, that's all that matters. And that's the whole reason pretty much I stopped going because I knew it was more powerful to learn information from people that were already in the position that I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, that just makes so much sense. Like they know the steps to get to where you want to go. So buy their course, listen to their podcast, soak up as much information from them as you can and everything will be good. Yeah. I always feel bad because I feel like people think just from the way that I don't know, I create content and say things. People think that I'm anti-courses altogether and I'm not. I'm a firm believer that they're If I was anti-courses altogether, I wouldn't have my own guide. To me, Mm. it's just insane that somebody would sell a course teaching something that they have never done. Like how can you, do you know what I mean? So it's like, as long as you genuinely trust the person that you're learning from. And Mm. one of the biggest things I say is like, look at the person that you're learning from. And if they represent somebody that you either want to be, or they are doing what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And they're a good choice. It doesn't always have to be college education. So speaking of people who you would trust and just places that you would, you know, choose to invest your education in, how Mm -hmm. is your business now different from when you started even, or even how is it different from a year ago? Yeah. So like we already, I've hinted it a little bit. I've actually been in my own business for 10 months. 
which mm-hmm. is like wild. We're approaching it's tax so season. To me. <laughs> I know we're literally coming up on tax season. This is the first time I have to do taxes as you know, like a boss woman. So I'm excited for that. If you but... <laughs> need somebody to support you through that, just call me. Oh my, it's a lot. It's already, a process. But... Yeah. It's a yeah. process. That's the thing. And if you have a good accountant, you pretty much just send everything again, but then like, they'll ask you questions and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yep. less than so, 10 months. We're coming up on tax season. Yeah. Before or like starting and now. So I would say when I started my business, I kind of had my hands in like a lot of different things. Yeah. Like I did, but I didn't, I was just busy all the time because I always felt like I had to be learning something new and like adding this for this client and making this process like for this, like, I don't know. I was just doing a lot. It's like treading water really fast, kind of figuring out where you want to go. Right. And I think that these first, I would say like eight months in my business are just going to be the crucial foundation, like to my success moving forward, because now I've like, I actually, when, when it was the new year and 2022 came around, I took a really hard look at the way my business was going just these past eight months. I literally analyzed my calendar, my behavior, how I was managing my time, my productivity, and all these things throughout the day, the products that I worked on. And I really looked at my schedule and I felt like I am, I have been so busy and that has all been great because I've learned something from everything that I've done. But moving forward in 2022, I really want my business to not be about being busy, but to be about being effective. And so in order to kind of make that shift from just like first starting a business to, okay, now I'm really building this business. I looked at, I like sat down one day and I asked myself, I was like, what would I really love? Like, what would I absolutely love if I'm building this business? I am building this business to fund a lifestyle and obviously to make me happy and like to be able to make enough money to just like give back to everyone around me. But the two things that I need in this equation in order to build a business that I am wildly in love with is one, serving others, being able to give back to people. It's like the most fulfilling thing in the world. And then two, being able to be uh, location independent. Like I want that freedom ability to go wherever, travel wherever. I haven't seen the world yet and I want to go see the world. So I looked at those two things and I was like, okay, if I want those two things, what do I have to do to build that business to get there? What does that business model look like? And I literally reverse engineered down to like month by month in each 2022. Like these are my goals. These are the projects that I need to work on. This is the area of focus that I need to be in. And I feel like starting my business, I did not have that driver's seat vision. I was kind of in the passenger, just like figuring out everything and where I wanted to go. But I feel like in 2022, I'm stepping into this role of I'm in control. Where do I want this to go? And what do I need to focus on in order to make it happen and to get there? So that's the biggest difference between my business now or yeah, now. And when I started, it's just a lot more focused because I truly know what I would love. I also feel like when you first start, and I know at least for me, when I first officially started my, I said yes a lot to a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have. And like you Mm -hmm. said, it it eventually became treading water. And as time went on and as you know, I, and I'm sure you felt the same way became more confident in owning a business. Like I became not scared to tell people no, like I wasn't scared to not take on things that didn't align with me. Like I was very much in the beginning, somebody who I wanted this to work so bad that I said Mm -hmm. yes to things that I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And now I couldn't even imagine taking on a project that I didn't feel fully aligned with. So I feel like you, the whole, like you said, passenger seat to driver's seat, like before I felt very much, I'm in the passenger seat, like watching these like potential clients come and go. And like, if I don't say yes, I won't get anybody. And my situation was so weird too, because I only worked with people locally for the first Mm -hmm. year. I just put myself on Instagram in January of last year, but I've been full-time in my business since 2020. I had a full year where I operated primarily on just word of mouth. So it was like, if I got a text from somebody that was like, 
can I call you in 10 minutes to talk about this project that I want to do? I was like, yep, like right there available. Mm -hmm. And then started to realize over time, that's not efficient. And that's not Mm -hmm. the best way for me to be running this business. So to hear that you have also taken those steps back to be like, yeah, what do I need to do? And when, and what goals and how and where, and Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what travel you do with this newfound freedom. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely building an intentional business is the way that I could sum it up in two words, an intentional business. Yeah. I love that. And that's, yeah. that's obviously going to look, this is why I hate the question and we'll kind of get here, but when people are like, well, how much do I charge for this service? And I'm like, I don't know because your definition of what is worth it slash what financial freedom means to you is mm-hmm. way different to you than what it means to me. Like to me, I know what it means. I know what I feel my product mm-hmm. and service are worth and that's going to mean something completely different to somebody else. So I love that. Like I'm, if we can send anybody the vibes, it's to take a step back, look at everything from that, like bird's eye view, see what's Mm -hmm. serving you say yes to the things that you enjoy, say no to the things that you don't and figure out how to get there. So I love that. And yeah. And one thing that I have learned so far in this 10 month journey is to have a vision in mind of where you want to go, but if it's not working, and like your soul's not feeling aligned, or maybe it's not bringing the income you want, or maybe your sales or whatever, it's just not working. Don't get so attached to making that one idea work. It is totally okay to pivot because like I said, when you put yourself from the passenger seat into the driver's seat, like you're in control. So build that business intentionally and make sure what you are spending your valuable time and energy on is what truly like fills you up. And that's not to say there will be hard parts of everything, right? Like I've hinted at, you know, building this course and launching this course. Yeah, there's things that I don't want to do in this, but I know it's getting me to those two things that I truly want, helping people and having a freedom-based business. So you just have to keep that. I know people say like, what's your why? Everything like that. And I think having a why can sound kind of cheesy, but maybe it's not your why doesn't always have to be huge. My why was not huge when I started out. My why was simply, I was so sick and tired of having bosses that treated me like crap, didn't pay me fairly. I was tired of living paycheck to paycheck. So I wanted to start my own business. That was my why. I took it around with it. And like, it's changed over time. So just being like committed to going along on the journey and self-reflecting, that's how you're going to propel yourself. Yeah, I always say don't commit to plan A. Like you can commit to plan A until plan A doesn't work, but you also need to have plan B, C, D, E, like through Z. Like you need to constantly, and even if you don't have all of those plans lined out, like down to the T, the way that you may have with your first idea, you still need to be open to pivoting like that. And something that you had said earlier was, you noticed that you were like maybe losing some people off of Instagram when you started, you know, posting a little bit different. And the same thing happened to me where I, I used to share primarily social media tips and how very similar to what you share now. Mm -hmm. I realized that there are other people who are going to do that better than I was doing it. And Mm -hmm. that I didn't feel aligned creating that content anymore. So I primarily switched to more content creation tips rather than like social media management specifically. And I noticed Mm -hmm. like a huge dip. I think I lost like between four to 500 followers, which again, I don't care. Like it's not like I'm upset that those people are gone. I had to pivot for the sake of my own mental health. And if you're not willing to commit for that full ride, like you said, I'm here for you. Like you yourself, Cora could go start a brand new business tomorrow. And I still would be like, yes, girl. Like, cause I Aww. love you. Like <laughs> it has you. nothing to do with like the actual content that you're creating. So it's like, that yeah. should like always be, I feel like I'm like trying to like tie all these like loose ends together. Like don't commit to plan a, like know right. that there are people who are here for this ride with you until the end. So, and that's mm. been a really cool part too. Is, and I'm sure you too, seeing the people who are committed for that, who are here for it. Yeah. And like going like this and they're like, yeah. like this stuff, come on, like, let me help you. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just 
share all my like knowledge and please let me help you vice versa. If you did anything different, I would follow you. Obviously. (laughs) I think the content creation space is something like we were talking about business owners just assume, well, not business owners, but a lot of people in general just assume that, Oh, it's social media. It's so easy, but like learning the skills to actually create engaging content. There's a lot of like things that go into that. So I think you'll find, well, I'm sure you've already found like a lot of success with it, but like it's been, yeah, I mean, it's just going to become more and more prevalent. People Mm -hmm. are going to realize and the ones that can do it well will stand out from the ones that Mm -hmm. don't do it as well. So I want to ask you, because I know that you do one-on-one calls with both other social media managers or with businesses. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the most frequently asked questions slash what is the number one question that you get Mm -hmm. asked? Yeah. So for social media managers, the number one question they ask me is how to get clients. And then from a mindset perspective, like exactly what you are saying, how much do I charge? That's like a roadblock that I think a lot of people run into. And pricing in any business, whether you're a product or a service is extremely hard. That's something that you have to like test with your clients, customers, whatever the market and like see what feels good for you and see what feels good for them. Now, obviously like you need to keep in mind your bills and your needs, but those are probably the two questions I get the most from social media managers. And then actually for business owners that come to me for TikTok, a lot of them are struggling to figure out how they fit into the app. And what I mean, so it's like how they fit into the app and then also batching content. They have a lot of questions on, I am busy. I need to save time what are your tips to do so? And I love batching content. I just got back into like a batching routine. And that's something that I have noticed in the TikTok space is just becoming more and more prevalent because on social media, it's like shoved down our throats, right? Like post more, show up every day, show up on stories, three TikToks a day, three Instagram posts, five story. And like, it's just like, it becomes a point where it's like, whoa, like how do I do all this? (laughs) Yeah. And for people that are new coming into the space, it's really overwhelming. So I'm helping them figure out what they're going to post. I actually just had a call with someone the other day and he does a lot of different things. He is a radio host. He is a dad. He works a day job. He is multi-passionate and so many people are multi-passionate. And for him, we figured out, okay, instead of niching down, why don't you be your own niche? And then he was like stuck on, well, then how will I grow if I'm posting about different things all the time? And one person that he really looked up to was Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon is just this really funny persona on the internet and his live TV shows. So we got to the conclusion that maybe you should try to emulate what he does in your content, but make it your own. So whenever you post content, be humorous. And that's like the theme of your channel. So it's not always about niching down. If you're trying to grow a personal brand or a business, you can instead go like a theme route. I want my business to be perceived as funny, or I don't want my business to be perceived as hardworking, or you know what I mean? There's different avenues rather than just picking a niche. For sure. I'm a very firm believer that I think it's way more important for you to understand who your target audience is rather than to say, I have this niche because I really am like a firm believer that you are your niche. You are your niche. You as a human being, Mm -hmm. as the job that you do, the content that you create, if you can present yourself as a human that has this, not even personality to say specifically, but just this presence about you that somebody will feel drawn to that. Yeah. You don't have to have one thing that people only like you for. That's what stresses me out when I hear people say, oh, you have to niche down or you have to pick a niche. I think it's way more important as a business owner or like a service provider to know the ideal person that you would like to work with. A lot of social media managers will be like, oh, I work with like wedding planners. Okay. Mm -hmm. But a wedding planner, even then is so much more than a wedding planner. You're saying that you enjoy working with people who are in charge of really big events, like could open up a whole world for you. You know what I mean? I just think Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to niche down and going back to the advice, like there's this one girl who pops up on my for you page every once in a while and she is doing 10 videos a day. That's her challenge to herself. And I'm like, I would die. I would die. 10 videos yeah. a day. Yeah. And with this person that came to me, like I said, he is doing a lot of things. He has a family. 
He works multiple jobs, has multiple passion projects. I think at the end of the day, if you are someone who's trying to grow on TikTok, you have to ask yourself, what is it for? And sometimes you don't know the end goal and that's okay. Like when I first started growing my TikTok, I actually didn't know really that I was going to leave my job and start my own business. It was just kind of this momentum that, you know, I grew someone else's account. Let me share my knowledge and my tips on this account. So, but that was my reason for posting. Like my literal reason for posting at the time was to just give value. Like that's how I approached it. And I feel like sometimes if we stop worrying so much about my niche or how I make money from social media or, you know, whatever, I think it's very wise to always approach any situation in life. Just like, how can I add value? And when you approach it that way, you will figure it out. People will tell you, I like this. I want more of this. You know, I'm so appreciative. I'm so grateful for you taking time out of your day to film this content and share it with me. Can we talk about this? Like people will open up to you because now they see you as the expert. For sure. And that's such a good way to look. You said not only at social media, but just life in general. I'm Mm -hmm. constantly like, how can I help? And that's my DMs are open all the time. And it might take me a week to respond to all of them. But it's like, if somebody has a question about something regarding this, like I want to help you. Like I've never been that person that's like, oh, you have to book time with me. You have to pay for Mm -hmm. my time for this. I've probably said this in a past video somewhere. It's not that big of a deal for me to type this answer out. I knew I was drawn to your energy. I knew that you were a very open and giving person just based off of what you were sharing you know, for free. And it's, I always kind of hate making that reference because really it's who decides that somebody can sell the knowledge that's in their brain. So it's Mm -hmm. me, you're not one of those people that's like, oh, I can't give away all of my tips because then somebody will just do it and they won't need me. My goal is for people to want to do this stuff on their own Mm -hmm. and not need me. If you do need me, that's cool. You know, maybe you can hire me like as your social media manager, but at the end of the day, If I could just teach a business owner how to make this happen, I'm sure you get the same thing. Like free content, like just what you post every day on social media is so, so helpful. I'm sure you get tons of messages of people saying that. So it just shows a lot about who you are. Oh, thanks. Well, the (laughs) thing that I love about, like you're saying, some people are afraid to give too much away or give it all away. I have realized I've been learning a lot about my audience lately. And that's something, if you're listening to this podcast, learn your audience and learn what they need. Like I've discovered that in my audience, there's almost like three stages of people. There are people that are going to take my knowledge and my tips and implement them themselves and bootstrap it. And I love that. And that's awesome. (laughs) There's people who are going to take my knowledge and maybe then book a consulting call with me because they just need like a few questions answered and then they get Mm -hmm. it and then they're they're running they hit the ground running that's awesome actually there's four then there's like the business owner or creator who would rather just pay to learn everything that I've been doing the past 10 months right that's primarily why I'm coming out with my TikTok course I I literally had a conversation with someone from my hometown the other day and it's because I started posting on my Instagram sharing about my TikTok And they hit me up and they were like, I want to learn this. I want to learn it myself. Do you have any products? And I was telling them about my course. I'm launching my course. So there's that group of people that I can satisfy my audience. And then the fourth stage is the business owner that comes to my page. They see, I clearly know what I'm talking about. And then they're ready to book my services because they need it to be outsourced. And I think when you look at it from a perspective like that, like it's okay to have a few, you know, a few offers, a few things that you do, mm-hmm. but you're really helping and serving people at every stage that they need. Yeah. I went through the, like kind of the same struggle when I wrote the guide was when I first wrote it, it was only for social media managers. Like it was very, mm-hmm. very directly only for social media managers. And as time mm-hmm. went on, a lot of business owners were like, would this still be relevant to me? And I'm like, well, yes, kind of, but I would maybe word things a little bit differently because at first Mm -hmm. I wasn't really aiming towards business owners. I was booked with clients. My main goal was to help other social media managers. And after a while, there was enough business owners that were like, I, I want this for myself. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. we can do that. So then I spent months putting that together and it's 
like you said, I feel like I'm usually working like with somebody in one of a very few phases and it's like, they're either doing it right now and they're struggling to keep up with it or they don't, they aren't doing anything right now and they don't want to do it. And they're ready for somebody else to do it for them. Or I'm working with social media managers who want to learn how to do this for businesses and for brands. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting to hear the different phases that you mentioned, because I also think of it that way. So you've already kind of answered this first one, but I want to do a little this or that. So obviously you've already answered this, but the first one was going to be Instagram or TikTok. And (laughs) clearly we have the answer. So what's like in your words, the reasoning for that? TikTok was my place to just go on and share my knowledge without fear of judgment, criticism, everything from the Instagram world. And it really has helped me increase my confidence as a person, as a business owner, as like a human being. So I just love TikTok. And I feel like when you get on TikTok, you realize that everyone is also in that mindset and everyone is being super supportive of your journey. And I think the community on the platform, it's just different. It's different from YouTube. It's different from Instagram. Every platform has their vibe and my vibe resonates with TikTok the most. I feel like one of the main reasons that a lot of people would choose you know, Instagram over TikTok is because to them, the community there is the same. What I think a lot of people don't realize is that when you're posting on Instagram, for the most part, only going to people who already know you. And yeah. when you post on TikTok, yes, there's a chance that it could only get pushed out to people who follow you, but there's a huge chance that you go to the For You page and then that's all brand new people. So like the number one thing that I tell people is like, you have to get out of the mindset that posting on TikTok is like posting on Instagram, especially not if you're posting on like your personal Instagram page. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people are scared of, oh, people I went to high school with are going to judge me. And it's like, yeah, they might be two of the 1000 people that see this video. Like you have to get out of that mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I did vibe, it is a different vibe. And Mm -hmm. when I started my TikTok, I told no one, I literally told no one. I think that's also actually like for those that want to grow on, that's like, honestly, I feel like a key to your success because the way I kind of like viewed it from a strategic standpoint was, well, if I tell everyone that is following my Instagram, that I've started this TikTok and none of them engage with my content on Instagram, why would they engage with my content on TikTok? Mm -hmm. They're not going to be interested in it. Maybe some will, maybe some won't, but you know, I was just like, let me just throw myself out there into the world to like everyone who doesn't know me. And let's just see how the world responds to like the value I'm giving them. And it went really well. So I was going to say the world loved Cora. Oh my God. It's it's so funny. So specifically on Instagram, are you more of, do you scroll through your feed or do you top through your stories? Stories. I'm a story person. Yeah, me too. I like stories because for anyone who follows me on Instagram, my kind of like overall, you know, vibe is the feed. It's niche things like value things, but I want stories to be like a hangout place where you come through my day, you get to know me. It's almost like we're friends, like just hanging out. That's why I want stories to like, that's why I love them. They're just chill. Yeah. And that's exactly the same thing with TikTok too, is just in general it's less that everything has to be perfect and everything has to be, you know, a graphic that's like perfectly curated and like a perfect caption. Like I love just like jumping on stories and not thinking about it. I haven't posted to my feed at this point, probably in almost two weeks, I think, but I've been (laughs) on my stories like pretty consistently every day because it's just so Mm -hmm. much more fun. And I would rather like, I was just traveling for a client and I'd rather show everything that I'm doing behind the scenes here than you have to wait a week for me to perfectly edit these pictures and put them together in like a carousel post and blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So on TikTok specifically or reels, I guess too, are you more of, do you like watching people's trends video, like the sounds, or are you more of, I want to hear somebody talk? I like the trends. Well, I actually like making the trends because I like to dance. So like I just dance around in my house and like make these trending videos. It's fun. But some creators, I love their speaking videos and not just in the social media niche, like, you know, all kinds of niches. Just it's a powerful way to impact people. Because like we were talking about earlier, 
TikTok is a skill that will help you in your life. And if you learn how to get people interested in what you have to say, and then you can get your message across, like that's such an awesome skill. So anytime I do hear a speaking video and it resonates with me, I look at that video format and I'm like, what hook did they use? Why was I so sucked in? And I try to like replicate that in my own content. Some people have the gift of just talking really well, not even what they sound like or what they're saying, but their comedic timing and just the way that it's they like know captivating. How to like, yes. So are you more of a live person or do you like when things are like pre-recorded and published and you can, you know, skip around as needed? I like live. I just You're like, so- like I'll be on my live sometimes and there'll be like three people watching, but I'm trying to like be best I. friends with those three people. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just have to make it fun Mm -hmm. and you have to like we were talking about being captivating when those three people are watching that's probably the most important time for you to you know have great energy and give value or share a story or be inspiring or whatever because anyone who scrolls past your live like you have to give them a reason to join so it's just something that like you have to practice that was always something like really I don't mind doing lives I just to me it's like if I'm gonna take that time to do it I'd rather take that time to record it and like let it like live Mm. on somewhere else like you said you have to give people a reason to come into it so even if there's nobody in there with you you still need to be talking that's what yeah. I think a lot, if you're just like sitting there, obviously somebody's going to scroll past and continue just to scroll past. Mm-hmm. You actively need to be like giving that value and giving advice and even just like asking somebody how their day is or like commenting yeah. on what you're doing. Like it really is like a, a whole separate skill to be able to do things live. Yeah, it is. So I, I commend you for that. So we've talked a ton about social media specifically. I know you love the gym. I can see that from your Instagram stories and you obviously are very committed to all of that. So in general, when you aren't on social media for yourself or for a client or creating content, what are some Mm -hmm. other things that you enjoy doing or what do you kind of spend a lot of your time doing? Yeah. Like you said, the gym, I feel like the gym is just me. Like if I don't show up for myself, it's so hard for me to show up for my business. That's another thing that I reflected on in my past eight months of my journey. Like when I am going to the gym and making myself physically stronger, I literally get mentally stronger. And then it just like evades throughout my business. It is amazing. So I love doing that. I love to, unfortunately, there's not a huge like dance community around me. So, but I do still have my old point shoes. So every once in a while I put on my point shoes and I'll do like a YouTube like video, like literally in my kitchen. God, so I like to do that and hot yoga. I love hot yoga. I found this place near my apartment. They are awesome. They like heated and then the heat comes oh. down and they do like the, the music and the essential oils. It's amazing. I love it. I like hiking and fun fact, I actually mountain bike. So sometimes I mountain bike on the weekends because that's just like a thrill. Like what a cool thing to do. Oh. Guys, I'm going mountain biking. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> I saw a TikTok recently and I'll find it and send it to you. But it was like this girl, I'm not going to remember exactly how she worded it, but she was like, when I got my puppy, all of the trainers said like, you have to like tire him out and he'll be a good puppy. And she's like, and mm-hmm. I've applied that to myself. She's like, when I put myself, when I make myself go to the gym and I'm in that mindset, she's I'm a way better person. She's like, yeah. hers was technically saying when she goes to the gym, she doesn't like text her ex, but I'm like, no, really putting yourself in that mindset. Like I'm doing mm-hmm. this to make myself better. Like it really does carry over into so many other parts of your life. And it's not just about like being skinny and like being fit. Like it really is more of a mental thing. And I, mm-hmm. I worked in the fitness industry for five years and fitness yeah. was a huge, huge, like daily part of my life. And for a lot of different reasons, I don't still do that, but it, it, that was one of the most like clarifying times of my mm-hmm. life when I was very, very consistent with everything. And even now, like I have a mini gym in my garage and I can tell the difference of days that I set that hour aside and days that I don't. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure you feel that too. Like there's just such a difference and it's Mm -hmm. crazy how much everywhere else. Oh yeah, for sure. And when I was going to school for dance, I was literally like, we had to take our dance classes and then we had to take our academics on top. So Mm -hmm. I was dancing, like my point class was from like 8am to 9am. 
And then, and then I would have like ballet from like 9.30 to 12. And then I would have like modern from like one to three. Like these were like two hour long classes. So when I left, it was a really hard transition for me to leave dance like in my past because it had been such a big part of my life. And, but now it's like the gym and yoga kind of bring back in that, you know, self betterment and just like wanting to get stronger. And to be honest, like regulating your hormones, right? I feel like a crazy person right. when I don't go to the gym. Like I feel like everything gets like bottled up inside and doing yes. those activities and those fun hobbies. Like it's just a great way to release and de-stress from everything. You said you were at the gym before we recorded this. So are you, yeah. are you more of like a morning or a night person or just like whenever it like fits into your schedule? I go every day. It's never the same though. If it's like the other night I posted my Instagram story, I was at the gym at like 12 PM. I had such a busy day and I got to the end of my day and I was like, do I have 40% more? And the answer was yes. So I went and I had a sweat sash, came home. And then I like woke up the next morning at 10 AM. And like, I forgave myself because obviously I was at the gym until midnight. So you know, perks of being like a business owner. I wake up every Mm. three hours, like on the dot. It's actually super annoying. But for the longest time, I was like, I'm broken. This isn't normal. I should be sleeping like eight hours and then waking up at 6am and doing all my work. And I was like, at the end of the day, if I'm wide awake from midnight to 2am, there's no reason that I'm not doing something productive. And it's different than oh, I'm up until 2am working every night because that's not what it is. It's crazy to think that as a business owner, it's okay. It's okay that I'm doing things like at very unconventional times. And obviously we're very lucky that we can go to the gym in the middle of the day. The reason I asked that is because I, if I don't work out first thing in the morning, I will not do it that day. Like it has Mm -hmm. to be what I start my day with. So I love that you have the willpower to go when it's convenient. Yeah. Well, one thing I've been honoring lately, and this was like that reflection that I had on kind of the past eight months moving forward and everything. I really, I used to like beat myself up if I didn't follow, you know, the morning routine or the night routine, I would literally beat myself up and Now I got to the point where, or even if I started working at like 1 PM, because I just like, I don't really focus that great in the morning. Sometimes I don't know. I just started honoring how I felt Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's making me more productive. Like if I have a burst at 3 PM to film a ton of TikToks or do a ton of client work, I'm going to like go towards that energy because usually if it feels aligned, it's going to be productive. If I don't feel like going to the gym in the morning, I'll just do it at night because that's what feels sure. aligned and productive. So that's kind of been the motto I've been operating by lately and it's working. So I, I don't that. feel, yeah, I just like, don't want to beat myself up anymore. There's like no mm-hmm. need for that here. Yeah, totally. And that's, it's crazy. You do kind of have that, like, first of all, having the ability to do that. Like I, like we obviously are very lucky to say like, yeah, I'm not feeling very aligned with work in the morning. I personally don't do, I would say before noon at the very earliest, I rarely ever do client work before noon. I Mm -hmm. usually only do things for my own business and I don't know why it's just like first thing in the morning, I am way better at focusing on my own things, or even just, you know, working out, showering, like actually getting ready for the day rather than Mm -hmm. waking up. Cause I used to 7am wake up and like literally not even get out of bed and open my computer. And sometimes that's okay. Like every once in a while, that's okay. But I found myself doing it like every day. And then by like noon, I'm over it. Like, I don't even want to look at my computer. Like I don't feel like doing anything else. And now what Mm -hmm. I've found is if you force yourself to do it, it's not enjoyable. It's not going to come out the same way. So I love the reference that you made that you're going where your energy is pulling you. A hundred percent. And thank you. I don't like to follow routines either. And that was really hard making that transition and even just like having the self-awareness to realize that's how I operate because I came, when I dove into my own business, I dove out of the real estate world and into my own business. And the culture that I was surrounded by always told me work hard every day. First one up is the first one to get the sale, you know, discipline, discipline, discipline. And while I think there is like, 
beauty in working hard. I have shifted my mindset to like, I literally have the luxury and obviously I've gotten like, I've worked really hard to like get where I am, but now I have the luxury to not discipline every day. Like I don't have a nine to five anymore. So I don't need to work the nine to five and then the five to nine. I did do that. I was really disciplined, but now it's like stepping into this power of, wow, I really built something where I can, you know, go where my energy flows and like, I can make it work for me. So like, I'm going to lean into that because that feels good. I don't want to be that person that preaches hard work every single day, burn yourself out. I would rather be the person that preaches like moderate work, do what feels good and spend your energy on something that you know is going to get you to where you want to go. Yeah. And I absolutely love that because there are a lot of people who are like, if you're not working, you know, 18 hours a day on your business, it's not going to be successful. And don't get me wrong, there, there there have been times where I've been working for 24 hours straight and it's not ever been because I'm pressured to or I feel like I have to. It's because genuinely I've just been driven like for those 24 mm-hmm. hours. Like I'm not proud of it. Like I'm not proud that I've pulled on later is like working on my business, but like I felt aligned to do that. I was so into what I was doing. Like I just went yeah. and probably took the next to day off. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. you can't help when it happens. And if it feels more like work that you don't want to do, that's a big difference. Like that's like a mm-hmm. big, big difference. If it's, if it's something that you feel pressured to have to do, which I feel mm-hmm. like, I also feel like my background came from a very, not the specific place that I worked at. So if anybody ever hears this from where I used to work, like I love you all, but it was yeah. a very toxic culture where it's like, 4am like you're up and ready to go and if you're not up at 4am and ready to go like you're a loser and like your whole day is Mm -hmm. ruined and I'm like wow like I have to push myself into that box because I'm surrounded by all of these people who are super successful and that's what they do so I just realized that yeah that hustle culture was fun for a minute but it's extremely toxic tiring like for my personality I can't keep up with it because I don't like the routine I literally don't like routines Mm -hmm. Yep. Cause my next question for you wants to be, what does a normal day or like work week look like? And I feel like, again, it's just wherever your energy is aligned, but like, do yeah. you do, so what is something that stays consistent with you day to day? So the only thing consistent is I know in my business, I have to, well, not in my business, like just in general, there are things that I definitely want to do in my day. Right. Obviously the first one is post for my clients and engage for my clients. That's like a definite number one priority that has to get done. The second number one priority or second priority is filming and posting TikToks, right? I have to produce content to grow my business. So that's something that needs to get done. And then the third one is the gym. That's something that needs to get done. As long as I do all of those three things in a day, I'm good. Anything else is literally just me building my own business. So That's why I honor my energy because on the days where I feel really tired, like these past two days, I really haven't worked that hard on my business. I've produced content and it's helped me grow my email list. That's going to help me with my course launch and everything like that. But I also just worked these past two weeks straight. I worked through the weekend through two weeks, like trying to get client work done and everything prepared because I have a ton of travel coming up. So it's like, Hey, I worked really hard. I did a sprint. Now I'm going to be more chill, but I have these three things each day that I need to hit that are going to keep me floating and sustainable in my business. And that's the way that I approach it. Also, I do like to approach my day also thinking in a learning aspect. I never beat myself up if I don't necessarily complete a project as long as I have learned something new, like acquired new knowledge. Philosopher. (laughs) Well, so actually I just like had this mindset shift like a week ago and I was like, wait a second. When I think about everything, like the moments in my business where I've propelled myself the most, it hasn't been actually from doing, it's been from learning, like learning the steps that like need to get me there and then doing. So I've like harnessed this mindset now of like, I'm just going to learn and then I can like act on what I've learned and it's going to help me grow. What a fun little tidbit of advice to leave us with. So we (laughs) are extremely over time, which if I have kept you from anything, I'm so incredibly sorry. I want to make sure that 
you have a chance to plug yourself. So I will definitely share all of your handles and everything, but if you want to say them and then just like anything else that you want to say you have, where can people find you and all of that? This has been the most fun podcast ever. (laughs) This has been so great. Definitely one of the longest episodes that I've ever done, but I feel like there's just so much value in this. So if you have listened to the end, like, thank you for those of you that are at the end. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And if you do want to follow me on socials, it's with Cora Marie on Instagram, TikTok, and every platform. So that's where you can find me. I love to share motivational, uplifting stuff alongside with the social media tips. So it's a lot of value and a lot of fun always. I love that. And Cora has a free TikTok content planner that is so unbelievably helpful that you can grab from her. Again, it's free. So definitely check that out. And then like she's kind of said throughout the episode, you have your course launching this year. And if you have not seen Cora's presence on TikTok, I highly recommend checking it out because she is definitely somebody that you can trust to learn these things from. So sincerely, thank you. thank you so much for your time. You will definitely do that again. We have still tons to even talk about. So I think that's pretty much it. So we will okay, talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> hey, it's me again, your host, Lex. I would love if you came over to Instagram and hung out with us at the Social Media Survival Guide. You can also find my personal slash business account at Page Media Coach. Just make sure we're staying connected in your favorite places. If you or anybody that you know is interested in being a guest on here, please DM me. Again, the quickest way to reach me is going to be at Page Media Co. But make sure you follow at the Social Media Survival Guide just to stay up to date with everything that's going on on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and for being here. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.